and welcome to Street Riders. 10 minutes of riding motivation, inspiration, and activation. Take a swing at this. It's our tips, tricks, and sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. I'm going to go back to a tip, and I wish I could remember the, the author probably 25 years ago. Just take credit for it, Mark. It's yours. <laughs> you <know. laughs> I think that's the 25-year rule, right? I mean, exactly. That every, it's, just, it's like the five-second uh, rule exactly. and the 25-year rule. So anyway, I was doing a lot of long form. It, it was probably a little bit of technical writing at that point. Um, okay. Web was coming a lot of big brochures and stuff. This tip was whatever content you're working with, mm-hmm. lay everything in, in the floor, put it on a wall, almost like with those detective walls, everything is there. And you can keep writing pieces of it, but right. you always need to be reading the entire thing. You need to do this so many times that this big pile of stuff mm-hmm. has to reside in your head. You need to just keep reading and reading and reading until you feel confident that that whole story lives in your head. Mm-hmm. It's not on your index card, it's in your head, so mm-hmm. that you can feel confident as you now have read this thing and maybe rewritten a million times. You now feel confident that you are, you are the brain of every character in the story, every scene, so that as you move through the story, the inconsistencies will be a red flag. Sure. You're past that point where somebody's repeating something a different way than was said earlier. You need to have that in your head because you'll drive yourself crazy <laughs> if you think you can do this on note cards or you know whatever software you're working with. And even though the technology's gone through the roof in 25 years, I don't think that has changed. You started off by saying do the detective wall, you know, which we all mm-hmm. pictures like or or the or the psychopath wall, you know, where he's got it right. you know, sketched out. But then you're saying it's all got to be in your head. So does one feed into the other? I, I'm not. Yeah, because because the, the detective wall, if we're using that analogy and continue it, the detective wall is kind of the mile high view. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're having a ton of pictures on that wall. You're having lines drawn to this. You may have a couple of phrases. You know, met this one's mother and stuff. But the backdrop of every one of those characters. There's not a page written out for each of those suspects or victims in a detective wall. And that's the same thing with the writing. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a, maybe it's a professional job and you're doing like an in-depth manual or website for a company, there could be a hundred pages of stuff. You don't have to memorize every page, but you have to know everything in each of those pages. You have to be able to move things in your mind because if you're doing a website you're also you know going to be involved in the user experience and stuff like that and if you're writing a story mm-hmm. uh, or, or a screenplay or something like that you know you're going to need to know that character inside and out you can't go back and look at you know i wrote these three pages about the profile of this character that has to be in your head because at some point in this story you're going to be just rolling with it. And you need to be able to really understand what could and couldn't be said by everybody. Is it, is it just saying you've got to know that whole thing? Because how do you start? No. Okay. No, it's, it, is con- it is a paradox because mm-hmm. you need to keep proceeding, as we've always talked about. So you need to write this, this chapter or this scene and then the next scene from that. You need to mm-hmm. keep propelling this. At that point, while you're doing it, it's a very linear process. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you proceed from there. You get to the next chapter or the next scene, and you get to the scene after that. You get to the scene after that. What makes a story have depth and character is that somebody got this whole thing in their head, 
-hmm. And so even though they're writing the characters in this linear fashion, they need to read it over and over and over. And you may even get to the end, but when you come back to it, you've got to get out of the weeds of going, okay, this scene ended here, I'm going to take it there. You need to have every scene in your head. You need to have those characters in your head. Is it that procession of things where you're kind of bringing it forward and you're continually adding, but there is that, that point at which you need to kind of go back and you need to see the whole. And you need to make sure that that's, that's an important part of your process. Because if not, you're not absorbing or not right. interpreting all the things that you've then added to it along the way. No matter what you're putting into it, the pieces, you've got to step back and you've got to be able to like really look at the whole of it. And the whole yeah. of it has got to make sense in your head. And you'll mm. know it. You'll know it somewhat yes. intuitively because you've spent so much time right. investing yourself into the pieces and mm -hmm. putting those pieces together. It's going to help you better identify, mm -hmm. does that whole hold up or does yeah. it does it? still needs this still needs that in that section but because you spend so much time in that space you're going to be better equipped to understanding that hole that you see in that in your, in your skull so what we'll do uh if i cut this version oh is, you're I'll, oh you're you're cutting this version there's well, no it, it, this one's yours <laughs> it's, but it's it's very easy because i'm going to start it where you just summarized what i said and that's it we're done so <laughs> done got a tip to share Send it to streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. They beat us to the punch. Admiring the craft or being jealous of it. I got hooked on and deeply binged The Expanse. It's on Amazon now. It's hmm. set in the future. It's a science fiction show. The solar system has been populated. We've moved out into the solar system. There's three major sort of networks of power. There's the, the Earth network. There's the Mars mm -hmm. network. And then there's what's called the Belters, which are sort of the worker class who mine the asteroid belts and live in there either on the, the asteroids themselves or space stations around it. They're mm. definitely the, the third, fourth class citizens, although they're doing the heavy lifting, you know, mining it for right. minerals and water and these types of things. So there's a kind of a Game of Thrones quality, a good Game of Thrones quality to it mm. where all these these factions are at each other. And then you, you end up following a group of four or five people who get thrown together. They become kind of your main crew that you follow. Well, it seems very dystopian on the outset of it. The main crew is actually not quite optimistic, but there's a positive tone to what they're trying to achieve, which is different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of today's science fiction is so dark. The story sure. structure is really compelling because they kept asking questions and then they would answer them. <laughs> mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they'd ask new questions. You know, a lot of television, especially bullshit television like Lost, you know, got into this formula of, of asking a question seeming like they're building towards something. And then they'd never bother to answer the question. Sure. And ultimately, like, they would fall. They would fall apart because they'd built a house of cards. You know, what mm -hmm. I've liked about this, and it's based on a series of books, so maybe it gives it, you know, some, some extra stuff to mine from there. The character mm -hmm. builds are terrific to me because they'll introduce what seems like a, all right, that's a side character. Suddenly they shift that character into a main role, and then they oh, nice. build on that. And pieces mm -hmm. that they've introduced way earlier, you get this understanding that they've been breadcrumbing and planting these seeds all along the way where a nice. lot of things will come together at once and feel very satisfying. I ripped through it and wasted probably way too much productive time doing <laughs> it, but but it was deeply enjoyable both as an audience and then to sort of sit back after the fact and really start to admire the, the craft of it. What writing is knocking you out? Tell us about it at anchor.fm slash streetwriters slash message. 
Hit us with your best shot. It's time to get in the ring with us. This is a project I just finished. In these crazy times, it's a project I expect I'll be doing more of. I do this pro bono work, and I had mentioned a group called Taproot, and they kind of yep. curate nonprofits. They match people up with different talents. So mm -hmm. I got matched up with this small group out of San Francisco, and they support and provide resources to small women far uh, farmers. Small group, and they need a video. They have one of the partners who lives in Africa and was going to send footage, but with the virus, nobody's traveling anywhere. Yep. Nobody's doing anything. So I had a, a number of still shots from a prior trip. Not even a lot, maybe like 20. Not good for my fast cut style, mm -hmm. but it was a good challenge. I worked with one of the uh, partners and, and we went back and forth on a script and then I cleaned it. I'll give a shout out to LumaFusion again with their ability to bring animations and, and key framing and stuff like that is you can get a lot of life out of stuff you didn't expect to. Okay, here's the script or the beginning of it. Climate change, minimal government capacity, lack of infrastructure. These are just some of the factors that result in extreme poverty worldwide. For many in sub-Saharan Africa, small farms are the only means of survival. And making up more than half of the agricultural labor force in the region are women. Unfortunately, these women simply don't have access to the same resources as men. They suffer from an agricultural gender gap, even though women are more efficient with their farm incomes. To address this inequity and alleviate extreme poverty, the Harvest Fund provides a range of vital services to farmers. And then it kind of gets into the details of investing in farming cooperatives, localized maize and seeds, and mm -hmm. uh, turning them onto mobile banking. And we just kind of go through the deal of how that works. And uh, so that was kind of the middle of it. I'll just finish it with the ending. So by providing this spectrum of services and products, we can help women farmers increase incomes by 600% in three years. That's a return that makes all the difference for women farmers and their families, as well as their communities and the environment we all share. Be a part of the Harvest Fund movement, invest in female farmers to help them permanently escape extreme poverty. That's awesome. No, that's great. Great to get that little extra detail on, you know, one of those those projects. You could stay home in your house and in the social world just help out. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us at streetriders.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen and their friends too. Take it to the streets. And fight. That's all right. But don't go down on the streets. Just stay inside, we mean. <laughs> what we're really saying for the time being. Then take it to the streets. Yeah.